We live in a world where there are a lot of pictures taken. There are cameras everywhere, and we all have a chance to ooh and ah over other people's pictures. But today, in the book of Philippians, we look at one of the most beautiful pictures ever, a picture of the body of Christ. Hey, good morning and welcome to Follow Him Ministries' continuing series of podcasts through the book of Philippians. Today we're in chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 19 to 30, Lord willing. And I just welcome you. We're excited because this is such a joyful book, the book of Philippians, Paul's letter written from prison while he was chained to a Roman soldier, knowing that he was likely to die about 60 AD, and yet he speaks continually of his joy and his encouragement and his hope and his peace and his contentment. And so that's a beautiful picture. And today we're going to specifically look at how he discusses and encourages how we within the body of Christ should live and interact with one another. And that is truly a beautiful picture. So I want to pray and then I'm going to read through these verses. Lately, we've been taking them a little bite at a time. Today, we're going to do it a little differently, but let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for Jesus Christ who has given us his body by dying on the cross and making a way where we can come into your kingdom, where we can go from death to life, where we can go from separated eternally from you, the one true holy God, to being eternally joined with you, becoming uh, your children by adoption and heirs along with Christ. So we just thank you for that. Open our hearts and minds that we may see, hear, and receive what you have for us in your word today, your living and active word. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, starting with verse 19. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill near to death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. God bless this reading and perceiving of his holy word. We open with 
Paul's words, I hope in the Lord to send Timothy to you soon. You know, hope frequently, if not almost always in, in our world today, could be uh, exchanged with the word wish. I wish that it would be this way when I get home. I wish that they would have this. I wish that the store would be open, etc., etc. But that's not what Paul means. He says, I hope in the Lord Jesus. And he's saying that, that I know in the Lord Jesus because to hope in the Lord Jesus is to know that there's no wondering in Christ to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be cheered by news of you. Look at what he's saying. He's in prison. He's chained to a Roman soldier. He, he expresses hopefulness here and peace that he will come to them personally, but he knows almost without doubt that he's going to be killed in Rome. Now, there are some that think that he served prison in Rome were released was released came back and then was was martyred um, I'm not clear I, I tend to think that he never was released but that's not crystal clear and there are different views about that either way he served out the balance of his life with little if any exception in prison and was martyred for his faith but here he is in prison He's got this wonderful helper, Timothy, and we need to understand that in the prisons in those days, whatever you got to eat and whatever care you received came from somebody who loved you and had the wherewithal to be able to come to you and help you because you weren't getting anything there. All you were is locked up there. They, were, they didn't take on responsibility to provide food or anything else for you. So Paul is sending with joy, he's sending off his right arm, the person that he counts on the most. He said, I have no one like him. I have no one like him. And he says, especially I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. Paul is in jail. Paul is facing death, but he's concerned about your welfare. You, you at the church at Philippi, he's concerned about you. What a beautiful picture of the body of Christ and what a great example for us about how we should live, putting the needs of others ahead of our own. And he says that in verse 21, for they all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. Jesus is interested in you. He's interested in me. He's interested in all of his people and we need to be interested in them too. When they hurt, we need to hurt with them. When they rejoice, we need to rejoice with them. When they're in need, we need to be suppliers of that need. So, so Paul is saying, what a great guy Timothy is. Uh, he said, but you know Timothy's proven worth. You've seen it. You've seen personally how he served me like, like I was his own father. And he was a father to him in a sense. He was a father figure, Paul was, to Timothy. And he said, how he has served with me in the gospel. Again, a beautiful picture. There's, this is like a collage of pictures of the body of Christ and the beauty of that body of Christ. You can just visualize them standing side by side, ministering to people. You can see them walking along a dusty road, 
uh, in conversation, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, praying as they go, stopping to encourage other people. I, I just can just see that so clearly, and it's such a beautiful picture. He says, so, so I hope to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me, and I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. He is, I think, we don't know for sure, but he's probably speaking of how it will go with for him in regard to his legal matters. And maybe he, maybe Timothy waits a little while and they come to Philippi together. Maybe not. And he said, but here's what. He said, I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. The emphasis there is trust in the Lord. He's telling you what he hopes will happen. But he trusts in the Lord. Whatever happens, he knows it is well. It is well with his soul. And, and the same is true for you and for me. When we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all our ways, we can trust in the Lord to send us down the right path. Then he changes gears and he starts talking about Epaphroditus. He refers to him as his brother. It's his brother in the body of Christ. He, he thought, you know, it's necessary that I send Epaphroditus back to you, fellow worker, fellow soldier, messenger, minister to my need. Wow, Epaphroditus, what a what a, a list of credentials he's got. What a, a CV he has, his curriculum vitae. Uh, for he has been longing for you. Epaphroditus was another picture of the beauty of the body. He's, he's sent away from home by the church at Philippi, left all that he knew and loved to go attend to Paul in prison. And he's doing that. He's saying that he's been faithful. He's been his brother, his fellow worker, his fellow soldier, a messenger, a minister to Paul in his time of need. And, and yet at the same time, Epaphroditus was longing for all of his brothers and sisters at Philippi that he had known for so long and loved so dearly. And apparently he had been seriously ill and they had heard about it. And he was, he was concerned not for his health, but he was concerned for their emotional health that they were worrying too much about him because of his illness. And, and Paul says, Sure enough, he, he was very ill. He almost died, but God had mercy on him. God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, because Paul's saying it, it would have caused me great sorrow upon sorrow. He said, I've got the sorrow of being in jail. I'm not looking at it as sorrow because I'm, I'm counting on my chains to work for the good of the gospel but I don't want to be sorrowful upon sorrow by the loss of Epaphroditus. And he says in verse 28, I'm all the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again and that I may be less anxious. I just can't. It's just like wave after wave of pictures of the beauty of the body of Christ, of thinking of the needs of others, of ministering to the needs of others, of being such a blessing. This is such a, a powerful little section of Scripture. And so he says in verse 29, So receive him in the Lord and with all joy. 
uh, when, when he comes back, receive him in the excitement, in the joy of the Lord, and honor such men. You know, we, we, we give glory and honor to God, but it's okay to, to honor people under Christ and in Christ for the things that they do. The focus is always on Christ, but we can yet give recognition for what people do. And he said, for he nearly died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. What he means by that is you couldn't come. And so he came and brought the blessings you sent. Thank you so much for the blessings. And thank you for, for allowing Epaphroditus to come. And thank you, God, for Epaphroditus who risked his life to get these blessings to me, Paul, in prison in Rome. So isn't this a beautiful picture? May you and I be encouraged and may we see God leading us to be more like this, putting the needs of others ahead of our own, thinking of others with a heart of service, uh, seeking to do those things which are needful for others and God honoring. Amen. So just, I just pray that we could be like that. And I just say, God bless you and keep you. And I, I pray that we can speak again uh, soon. God bless you. Good day.